My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Super exciting guest coming on today. Uh, Amu Obeler, she is an international speaker, a trainer, and coach. She is the host of Thrive with Omo podcast on the mission to equip her clients with a clear direction, focus, and achieve quantifiable success in all areas of life for them to take ownership of their life and create the life that they desire while harnessing their unique potential and discovering their authentic self. Welcome to the show, Umu. How's it going? Very well, thank you. Thank you, Brittany, for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. I mean, the things you've done um, and the places you have gone, it's, I'm excited for today. So let's dive right in. Let's go back and start. How did you get to where you are today? That's a good question. Um, so I've always been a fan of self-development. Actually, I came to realize when I started coaching that it was actually a fear, um, part of fear of failure and imposter syndrome. So I just, I would grab anything to learn. I was, I was at some point I had to remove uh, my card from being um, online because uh, for every course I saw, I just paid. For every course I saw, I just paid. I, I, I was doing every course and every certification. And, um, but that was just me wanting to develop myself. I knew something was missing. So in 2011, I heard about the John Maxwell team starting to train um, speakers, trainers, and coaches. I had been a fan of his books. So of course I jumped at it. So I joined the John Maxwell team as a founding member in 2011. And that was the beginning of my journey. Um, it did help me for the first two years. Um, the imposter syndrome and the fear of failure did not let me bloom fully. So what I did was I would train people quietly for, I mean, for free, and I would coach people for free. Sometimes I wouldn't even mention John Maxwell or anything because I felt I didn't know enough and I still needed to, you know, that feeling of you, you keep wanting to add some more knowledge, knowledge to what you know already. And then in 2013, I joined um, Business Network International, BNI, for the sole purpose of networking, because I felt, okay, maybe that would help me get more clients and all that. What BNI did for me was now boost my confidence to speak um, in public and also taught me how to network. So when I joined BNI, obviously BNI, you have to give a 60 seconds presentation of your company every week. So what that did was, first of all, I was able to articulate what I actually did because for you to give a presentation in 60 seconds, you really have to understand what you're doing to be able to compress it to 60 seconds. So I did that and then 
um, shortly after they made me the education coordinator, which meant I had to do a 15 minute training every week to, um, to the members of the chapter. And um, as time went on, I got to become the national trainer. So now I get to train everyone in Nigeria and, I, um, and I'm now an executive director. So, and somewhere along the line, I certified as uh, an emot emotional intelligence coach and uh, recently certified as a new coaching specialist, which actually is my favorite thing now. I love it. Absolutely amazing. So Amu, like it's incredible that you know you 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 started with BNI and it, it helped not only to boost your confidence but the networking. And you know, th th that's huge because as you know, many of our listeners are also um probably in the same boat as you as when it comes down to you know, sometimes having that imposter syndrome, sometimes having that lack of confidence, maybe within the, the business or, or even in the podcast, I think all of us struggle with that once in a while, um, or at the beginning. So incredible that you were able to overcome that, right? And really, like, now you're a national director and everything that you've done. It's just incredible. So do you mind jumping into, you know, where you're at within the business right now exactly and just touch a little bit deeper as to what you how you go about delivering what you do oh i'm actually in a very good place i'm not quite where i want to be but i'm in a very good place so like i said earlier i joined bni and what bni did for me was it opened me to give me exposure to over 70 countries actually 76 this year Wow. And um, it's, it's, and because it's of the structure, there's, um, it's easy to trust. It's the, the structures have been put in place to make trust easy. Um, so that, that actually helped me. And without sounding, um, without sounding cold, the lockdown actually did help me. Can we touch on because that and the, how, how it helped you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the lockdown actually did help me. What happened was before the lockdown, I had always structured my business in such a way that I work online because I've always had international clients because of my networking and exposure. Um, with my clients in Nigeria, it was a bit difficult to get them to have meetings with you online. They would always want you to come to the office. When, lock, when it was the lockdown, everyone was online. And while people were still trying to get used to working from home and online, for me, it was my comfort zone and it was actually, it was natural for me. Um, right. On the BNI aspect, everyone was online and BNI was probably one of the first organizations to switch online, even before the lockdown. They had created the platform and they were moving the meetings online. So we were very prepared. Now, I, in the, before, the, before the lockdown, we had a platform where you could ask for referrals and do little meetings, maybe on Skype and exchange messages. During the lockdown, I could attend meetings in 
any chapter in the world because all the meetings were online. The only inconvenience was I would probably have to be awake. So like two nights ago, I attended a meeting in Japan. It was there wow. 8 a.m. and it was my 1 a.m. So I had to stay awake. Um, right. And I did that and I met, I met a lot of people I've built relationships with a lot of people in different parts of the world. And in the process, we've done a lot of collaborations because that's actually what um, the spillover of, you know, when you're networking and you're meeting with people. So we've done a lot of collaborations with meeting with the um, workshops, summits and um, webinars online. So that really did work for me. Incredible. Uh, you know, I don't think you're alone um, when when you mentioned, you know, sometimes or how the lockdown had helped you um, or was good for you uh, in regards to the business, because I have heard that on a few interviews now that just that lockdown has actually um, changed everything in a good way for them. I, I know a lot of people also that struggled during the lockdown, but there are there like yourself and a couple other people that I know actually thrived a bit better throughout the lockdown because, you know, um, of the online concept. So now you mentioned 70 different, 76 different countries. So tell me a little bit about, um, yeah. you know, these countries that you're working in and, and, you know, networking. Um, you know, it's really funny. Sometimes language is a barrier. Yeah. So right. I've attended a meeting where I, where I saw my name written in Chinese. <laughs> oh, you're like, is that my name? <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it's fun. You know, it's fun. Um, what happens is because I have a broad, I have a broad, um, um, what would I say? Like, I have a yeah. lot of, I have a lot of tools in my toolkit. Okay. What I do, what I do is each country and each group of people have their own peculiarities and their own needs. So trainings that I would do in Nigeria and it would um, be hot cake, I would probably go to Malaysia and that is not their need. Mm -hmm. So I would have to tailor the training to suit their need and, you know, their culture and you know, what, what obtains there, which is why the collaboration is good. Because when you're collaborating with someone who comes from there, then you're guided. Right. Yeah, it makes it's pretty helpful that way, right? Um, moving forward. So let's jump into the, the topic about the podcast. Now, what were your intentions behind your podcast? When did you start it? And when, where are you at? So now... My podcast and my YouTube channel are two things that I had worked, I had, I had started in my head for maybe 10 years. And um, every year it's on my to-do list, imposter syndrome and a bit of perfectionism. For my YouTube, I always had an excuse, oh, I'm too fat, oh, I have to make my hair, oh, I have to change my clothes or I have to do this, or I have to get a good bag. I always had an excuse. Um, then with my podcast, I kept, um, 
I had this thing that this idea that I had to have a theme, I had to have this, I had to have that, I had to have a proper studio, I had to have a proper mic, I had to, you know, I always had an excuse. And you know, the funny thing is when I'm coaching people, I actually always say to them, No, you don't have to have everything. You can start with your phone. And then when it gets right. to me, um, you know, I have all these, you know, reasons. During the lockdown, I said to myself, I must start. So I started during the lockdown. I, before then, I had joined different podcast groups on Facebook. So I, I would always follow the conversation. I had been a guest on several podcasts. And it was one of the podcasts that I was a guest on. I got friendly with the lady and I, I was just saying to her, oh, I've always dreamt of starting mine. So she also encouraged me. And um, she told me about Anchor. And I started on Anchor. Um, now, me being the perfectionist side of me, I noticed a lot of people were using Anchor. I felt at some point that because it was free, I might not be... I didn't think I would be getting the full, the full um, works or the full dividends of actually running a podcast. I didn't know much then, but I knew there must be something else to it. But I just wanted to get on with it. Um, fast forward, I did, because I was in those groups, it was easy to get guests. But then again, for some reason, I don't know if those guests don't have Nigerians on it, or if they have Nigerians and they're quiet, but I didn't have any Nigerian guests. And I just went on with it. As far as I was concerned, I was sending out a message and it didn't matter where the person came from. It was a message that was important. And then someone says to me, how come your podcast doesn't have any Nigerian? And that sent a trigger. And I felt, oh, people are going to complain. People are going to talk. So I started looking for a Nigerian. I started looking for a Nigerian. I missed one week. I missed two weeks. I missed three weeks. I missed one month. I didn't find anyone suitable. And the ones that were suitable felt they didn't want to tell their story on a podcast. Um, and then I started feeling like a failure. Like, oh, you started something and you didn't finish. So last year, I kept, you know, thinking about it. And I said to myself, okay, if I'm coming back, I have to come back properly. So I did my research and all that. And then I went and I moved to another platform where I'm paying. I don't know if I'm allowed to say. <laughs> so I moved to another platform and I had done all the reading. So I, I, I'm now more guided. I know where I'm going and I've started seeing the results. I'm, I'm, I'm a lot more intentional. I've started getting clients from it. And, you know, people are commenting. It's actually, I can actually, when I started initially, it was for me just to establish myself as an authority in my field and to also get my name out there. But now right. I'm a lot more guided and I know what I'm doing. So it's grown. I'm actually very happy about it. 
I'm happy for you. So tell me a little bit more of how you tied it into the business. Okay, so um, I have my tagline, which is living my best life. And that's partly from my personal story and partly from what I do. Um, I find that a lot of people just leave. They really don't, they just wake up in the morning and go through the motion. They're not intentional about actually living, about actually living their lives. So I have a, I have a whole training on living your best life, a whole training that I take people through. And the podcast is about people who have gone through setbacks and helped themselves or found help through walked through those setbacks and they're living their best lives. So the whole idea for me is for people to know that yes, there are setbacks and everyone goes through setbacks. But ultimately you can live your best life. Absolutely. And, you know, having that podcast to talk about those setbacks too, and, you know, overcoming them, making it relatable to, you know, your listeners and potential clients and um, podcasts are amazing for that, you know, and the connections, I mean, you have connections in 76 countries, but even with this podcast, the, the connections having one are just endless. Oh yeah. In the last two days I've met, I've met amazing amazing people with different stories I feel so rich with the stories and the people that I've met it's incredible right I I love having a podcast for that reason the stories people get to talk about their journey and they talk about the wins of course and they also talk about the real stuff the struggles the pain and that's what's going to stand out right because that's relatable Yeah, exactly. Like I always say to my guests that um, what two requirements for my guests is your story has to be relatable and you have to be authentic. Right. Be yourself. Yeah. Especially that's that's right in your mission, right? Find your authentic self. Yes. Love it. I love it. So, um, you know, my next question is kind of about, you know, any of the challenges that other listeners that I have on here might have the same relatable challenges in regards to the podcast, in regards to how it affects the business. Um, any pain points that you can talk about that you've struggled with and overcame, or maybe that you're struggling with at the moment? Um, I did struggle with the best platform mm-hmm. to use. I did struggle with that a lot. I struggled with the theme and so I was in between what message do I want to send and what mm-hmm. do people want to hear? Um, for the longest time, I, be, I believed that people liked to hear um, gossip or like soft sell magazine kind of thing. So, I mean, if you go on YouTube, for instance, if you go on YouTube or if you went on, if you went on like where you look at different podcasts, Anywhere they're talking about oh, what happened at the World Cup, for instance, if there was one drama at the World Cup, what happened? You would immediately see a lot of likes and comments. Yeah. and you know. So I struggled with 
would people honestly want to listen to this? You know, would, is it relatable? Um, so I had to go through the motion, um, obviously starting from self-talk, which is very, very important. I had to go through the motion of self-talk. I did a bit of, I did a questionnaire asking people their different opinions and, um, and yeah, so that's how I found my way around. That's how you kind of figured out the theme and stuff. And I think like, yes, yes going through that emotional talk, because it starts up here sometimes, right? Up in the, in your mind. And, and then also the questionnaire, that's amazing idea to go about doing it that way and then getting everyone's advice on it. What do they want to, what do they care about? What do they want to listen to, tune into? Love it. So tell me um, your, your, your focus for 2023 within the podcast and the business. Um, so between the podcast and the business, um, um, I believe that the podcast would, um, would grow even more than, obviously, I'm certain that it will. And um, I'm hoping to have some affiliates on it and then also have people the living my living your best living your best life training actually ties into the whole theme of the podcast so as time goes on i'll be upselling that training on the podcast love that idea my friend and the podcast is a great way to go about getting that information out there and leveraging your business. So I think this is exciting and I know that you're going to do amazing with it because look where, how far you've come throughout your journey. I mean, it's only up from here, right? And you've already done so many incredible things. So definitely know that it'll, this will happen as well, but Omu, you know, if there's anything else that you'd like to add, we're just about at the end of the show here, but anything else you'd like to add in regards to the business, um, now is your time. And then also, what is the best way my listeners can connect with you if anyone's interested in reaching out for the offers, okay. uh, your service that you have to offer? Okay. Um, what I would want to add is that um, the, with the podcasts, I find that quite a number of people don't listen to the end. And how you would, you would probably wonder how I knew that. Because sometimes there's some things I say at the end and somebody sends me a message asking a question that was answered from the statements I made at the end. So it's obvious, so obviously the person didn't listen to the end. Right. You know that thing of listening, and then you just think, oh, I have the general gist. There's no need to get into the end. So I'll encourage people to listen to the end. And then some pe- a lot of people listen, and they don't um, like write a review or a comment. It's very helpful to um, read a review or a comment so you know what you're doing right. Right where you're going wrong or what what they would want to hear. So that's on the podcast. I can be reached on, I'm practically on every social media actually. Um, I can be reached on Instagram and it's at Thrive with Omu. Um, On Facebook, uh, my personal page I use for work, which is Omu Obilo. I also have um, a, a business page, which is at Thrive with Omu. On LinkedIn, I'm Omu Upilo. I'm also very active on LinkedIn. 
Incredible. Omu, this has been just such a pleasure having you on today. Speaking Thank about what you, you have. Me. Of course, it was a pleasure. And, you know, my listeners know that when you come onto my show, I want you to share your journey, talk about the wins, what's working, talk about the pain and the struggles too, and, and your business and podcast. And this is exactly what I'm looking for. And you talked about all of that. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for coming on today. Thank you. Absolutely. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur or higher and want to come on just like our amazing Omu Abler did today, please go to top100interview.com. We'd love to have you on as well to share your journey, talk about the business and podcasts and, you know, some of the challenges and some uh, some of the stuff that's working for you. Anything that's relatable with my listeners, I'd love to have um, that on my podcast. So thank you again, Omu, and thank you everyone for listening. Catch you on the next one. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.